All right, what is up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. We got an amazing episode. I do apologize for any of background noise. Somebody decided to get the floors done in the middle of the night. Um, so we have Oscillating Tool going off in the background. Thanks for that word, Cody. As always, we have Josh, Just Fixes Internet Winter, and the absolute worst, Cody Waldron. What is up? <laughs> when you screamed that the very first scream, it like glitched my happening? whole it glitched my whole computer out until you finished. It just that was I thought we're out, we're done. I thought we're done, Zos. Mm. All right. Um, so Paige is getting his floors waxed, sharpened. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> so, to him. Is that what the kids call it these days? Yeah, he's doing some floors, floors waxed. So he's gonna mute himself a lot more tonight, so we have to hear that nonsense. Um, but I do have a video. I have a do. I do have a video of Paige throwing a new disc. Do you want to talk about it, Paige? <laughs> well, before that, we should probably call out our tip and have our little five-minute discussion while my floors get figured out. Yeah, let's do it. I think. Go ahead, oh, Paige. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're you already got unmuted. Just <laughs> all right, hey boys. I had some TSA to the bag. I hope you all are proud. Absolutely. I think TSA are doing some amazing things. Um, and I know for a fact he's on a Praxis, which, despite some Facebook pages out there, I think the Praxis <laughs> is the flagship disc of TSA. I think Gosh. if you're to throw any TSA disc, the Praxis is where you begin. Praxis is good, but not as good as a Pathfinder. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It's not as good because it is better. <laughs> what, the Praxis? what did you just say Are i mean you... the practice like it's a good disc don't get me wrong I, I carry two of them uh it's an awesome throwing putter but the pathfinder it's just like the it's the gem it's the gem of tsa if i had to think of one tsa mold being the most popular i would say pathfinder think about even like, I like how Air you're Oakley. sorry cody your face is like covered can we take got him got him no. you're just like hey guys i'm still here look at me <laughs> oh i could be like wilson from home improvement just like hey guys what's going on um i would say pathfinder as someone who is not exclusively or even majority tsa i would say pathfinder would probably be the tsa disc that would be the most popular in my opinion so i Okay, you're right. It's probably the most popular. I'm thinking, though, when I think the quintessential TSA mold, when you went to Discraft, that was the zone. All the companies tried to create the zone after the zone. Um, Pathfinders, you have comparable buzzes out there. I don't think there's comparable Praxises out there yet. Praxi? Praxi? Praxises? We always do this every week. But I think Praxis is the reason to throw a thought-based disc. You might not bag the whole lineup, but... You can get by without a Pathfinder. I don't think you can get by without a Praxis if you're but trying to I go have, for it. I have heard the mantra is so popular it's getting its own page. That's, I mean, that's the uh, mantra is that's a very popular disc. Is right? it mantra or mantra? Um, I think it's Mahaho Tra. Mahiho. I mean, the, the Praxis is a, it's a great disc. And I, I see what you mean about there's not a lot of discs out there that throw like a Praxis compared to like the Pathfinder. There's 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 like that the hex is similar. Um those MD1s are similar-ish. Yeah, to so the Pathfinder. But the feel, the feel of the plastic though, and the shape of the rim 
the releasing of the Pathfinder just feels better. I feel like you get a better release point because of the shape of the disc. Yeah, but see, you're not being on. You're not taking your personal experience and then just did. you're you're just. just I'm did. trying to like no, you you like it <laughs> feels good. It feels good to me. Like you're, you're it feel good. <laughs> it feel good. It released good too. <laughs> I just think because the Praxis can handle all of the torque that you can give it um, while flying flying just laser straight um, with the different plastics, you're gonna get a slightly different flight out of them. How but many practices do they have of the Praxis? How many practices? They got all. Of, they got all of the plastics that they. Do they, they have offer. a soft? And they're all no, pretty. Soft. They don't do. Ba- they don't do the nerve plastic. The base plastic. See, that's what I'm saying. Now, Corby, Cor- where's Corby's comment? I think he that's why a- I call it a throwing putter and not a putting putter. But I I'm think saying my verbiage is correct. Isn't it like a bullet. It is very similar to a mint bullet, correct? Yes. And they make a mint bullet in soft. So I just got. I got five bullets for my school this past week. Shop owner gave me. <laughs> don't say don't don't take us off YouTube, please. Five mint <laughs> plastic <laughs> bullets, not the bang bang. I got bang. five bullets for my kids. Yeah, pop, pop, um, pop, pop, but the pop. shop owner gave them to me, and my students have actually liked them. Uh, and I, why does TSA not make their? The only putter I have is a temple maybe that's in soft and i like it the but nerve, yeah, the yeah why don't they make anything else they do the numa the altar uh the muse is all in that base plastic mm-hmm. but why not a praxis because the because praxis, praxis is, is molded, molded by mvp and those other nerve plastics are molded by an undisclosed company yep so it's just different factories are making them undisclosed undisclosed but there's a lot of people asking for the Praxis to be in base plastic for a putting putter, but that's not everybody. Also, to answer the question, so there was a battle. What would you give a junior or new player to throw? A Praxis or a Pathfinder? That is what makes it the true TSA disc. If you guys have been mm. here and seen my video, I actually give a mana to uh, the clinics that I do. It's yeah. flippier. It's yeah. better for them to work with. If it was those two discs, I would give them a Praxis. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that's what makes the best disc of a company if we judge only what a new player can use. So, Anaba, I mean, I guess you could say the AVR is what made them quite popular. But if are you going to say AVR needs to be in everyone's bag? I can't I couldn't make that argument that just because it would be a new person, because I I deal with a lot of kids and I give them flippy stuff. And but I wouldn't say that's always the best disc they got. No. And it's designed to be outgrown as well. And then kind of just hold on. And then start to see what the true flight is. But I think the Praxis, if you're doing it in that scenario, you have two choices. I have to give them a Praxis. Um, but like I said, it's a throwing putter. I think this is really... Uh, I would play the Pathfinder as a one only disc round. I would not use a Mana or Praxis. Yep, that's Josh's argument too. Josh has been on true. here multiple times saying, one disc only, the Pathfinder. Pathfinder is GOAT. Let me get a backwards hook on mine. Because I like fakes. That's <laughs> so that's that's how much you take credit with Josh. He also, got a, coup, a backwards also let's, he got a coup. Let, let's give people a reminder of how, why we do our podcast. I think uh, one of the goals of our podcast was to give different viewpoints from different perspectives. Right? We have Cody, who's a PE teacher, MA three player. Josh, who's a perennial MA two player, and me, who's that MA one MPO player. And we all give different viewpoints. Um, and I think, given respect to that as a Pathfinder, I can see that. I don't think it's a bad disc. I'm bagging to myself. 
uh, mm-hmm. one that's being seasoned and one that's being thrown uh, while fresh and being seasoned. Um, I think they're great discs. I just think Pathfinder has been recreated uh, multiple times, and Praxis has the bullet as the best comparison. Um, and that's kind of the tough thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's similar discs out there, but this disc is my disc, and I love this right. disc. I feel good. <laughs> it feels good thing. in hand. Oh. Now, why here is a golden opportunity for a disc golf company to make the best disc golf name, the cast iron skillet. We're always talking about seasoning disc. The cat hey, I throw a cast iron skillet, it's perfectly seasoned. Why and then you go and you just go that right? That's your plastic. But that's what you call your plastic. You call your past or your plastic cast iron, and then you have the skillet, then you have the griddle, then you have the Dutch oven, then you I'm telling you, cast iron. I need to come out with that company. Like I, I need to open this business. It's Stop everything seasoned. right now! And then, Let and me then go. The, the headline would always be: Our discs are always perfectly seasoned. Now, you you can coin that, or you can be the spinoff of Clash Discs. Email them now and be like, "Hey, I want to be the Millennium to your Innova. Let mm. me, let me be your cast iron. Let me be Trade your cast this. iron. <laughs> this is someone timestamp this. I want it. I want it." It's per all our discs are perfectly seasoned. Cast iron. Mm. Cast iron. Never mm. wash your disc. Yeah. <laughs> no ink on these things. Ever. <laughs> ever. We don't ink our disc. Oh my goodness. I'm done for the night. That's all I need to say. That's, that's all you had. That's all I had. Hot take. <laughs> I made my own disc name. <laughs> all right. Well. That transitions us to our segment, All Day Disc Golf, local brick and mortar here in Portland, Oregon. They help coordinate a lot of tournaments, both for the FPO scene, as well as Beaver State Fling. You saw the man, the myth, the legend, Jesse Tomano, handing a trophy to Eagle McMahon last year. Um, They're presenting our new segment, Pages Jammers. This is where we talk about and highlight a disc. It doesn't need to be a new disc. Uh, It doesn't need to be, you know, sometimes it's an old disc. This one I wanted to kind of uh, highlight one of our team-sponsored players. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. Get one your second. floors done. Local dogs just... I know. Coming so in. we wanted to highlight the Grim X. Yep. And so I've thrown the Grim X before. I think a lot of people have. This is supposed to be the overstable run. Um, say, as you... I've heard multiple runs or different abilities. Ah, no. Yeah. So... Team Jammers just got sponsored by Casaplast, and out of his whole new bag, he said this Grim X is what people need to try. As you can see here, for me, it's all beef. I can understand why people call it the overstable run of Grim X, but here you can see Dallas throwing, and it's flipped before him. So what it tells me, it can handle all of the torque you put behind it, but it can handle spin, but it's going to make it flippier. So if you throw with a lot of spin, you're going to get a, the ability to shape it pretty well. If you throw with a lot of power and torque, like me, it's going to hold the line and it's going to be overstable. Um, so very similar to what the new molds are is the crut. Um, but as you can see here, this is one of my favorite shots. He actually hits pin right here. Um, it's starting to shape relatively well and then comes back. So it does always have a predictable fade at the end. Um, I'll let the music die down. Um, don't keep, yeah, I don't want to keep <laughs> shouting over it. So for I me, know, I was man. surprised by it 
because mm. we bought this one used for Dallas. Um, and so I wasn't sure what the stability and if it was going to continue to hold. I'll be back. You guys talk about your experiences with the Grim. Paige is just going to go beat someone. I filmed a video of me uh, throwing this disc. I'm going to review. That is the um, worst, worst. And then I'm just going to leave. Yeah. I'm just going to just going to walk away. Have you thrown the Grim before? I have thrown a Grim, I think like once or twice. Again, I like the feel of Castaplast plastic, but I am, it did not stick out to me. Like I was like, oh, this is definitely going to kick something out of my bag. It's, mm -hmm. it just seemed, I guess it, it, it was very, um, destroyer like a little bit more understable like i threw a there's so many different runs like people are like some are super overstable some are not like right there you just saw the is it a grim i've heard someone called it a germ i was like i don't think that's right um but that like you just saw two different throwers one was and that's flippy, one was not and that's why so i want to highlight oh go ahead that's oh, why i was going to highlight like Oh, where's the balance? Where's the, where's yeah. like the kind of landing zone? It's very it's very multiple specific, and this is why I think the confusion with the Grim X and maybe why it got the last run ever got retooled and styled the Gould. Hey, that's a little little rhyme. Um, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's got retooled, but it kind of splits between the Gould, the Vass, and the um, the Crut. Like because of what you're explaining, there's a lot of runs that are just like roller flippy, right? The Grim X cannot handle anything. That's why I want to specify that this is a very limited run. This is the overstable run. Um, Dallas's big worry was having a disc that was overstable enough for him when he switched to Castaplast, and this was an answer. But even then, um, also how we evaluate it is different, right? You guys hear it here first. Handles torque like a boss, overstable. You can hit it. I throw about 440, 450 on a good day, 4425 on an average day. And I'm hitting it with the torque and the power to do that. And it just holds and beef. But Dallas, who doesn't throw as fast, as far as that, he's a very spin orientated, got a different flight. So the spin does something differently to it. I don't think enough people talk about it to where it's starting to drift and do other things. Um, but with me, it wouldn't make my bag. I think, like Cody's explaining, there's too many variations in the run. Um, do visit some of the ghoul. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Internet distant, guys. Internet distance. That's why I don't play with anybody. I play solo rounds just fucking to the moon, 550 every fucking week. Um, just Easy on ropes, with the lasers. Language, man. Um, but with that, like, I wouldn't recommend the Grim X unless you can, you know about your throw. Do you throw very far? Do you want, like, do you spin orientated? Are you power orientated? Are you torque? How do you throw and then deciding from there, do you want to buy this overstable run or should you buy a flippier run or should you just even bypass it? Um, this is kind of why I like it's Page Jammers. You see it in a used box, here's what you might be able to expect. Mm. Thank you all day. They have used bins. <laughs> I love used bins. I love They're a good place to find this, I heard. No one. So there's like the R Dallas throws harder than Page. Um that's a great conversation. Like I think too, uh, all day they got the tech disc in. So you're able to go there and the way in which I'm starting to view throwing is differently because of the tech disc. Um, I hit 65 miles per hour with my arm, narrow confinement. So I can probably get a little bit faster. Um, and it's winter time. 
So I'm hitting 65 miles per hour, but what I'm noticing is my spin isn't quite up to where I want it to be. Um, whereas Dallas, and I played with him a lot, he generates a lot more spin, but doesn't necessarily have the arm speed. I know he can get up to like 60 to 65 as well, but he does throw a little bit slower than other people. And that's kind of one of his flaws or one of his biggest flaws, which is why his spin allows him to shape discs a lot better and evaluating um, what those two in conjunction do. Because I think I made a mistake where I chased a lot of times of, oh, I need to throw harder. I need to throw faster. I need to throw harder and faster. And that wasn't the solution. What I needed to do is control a nose angle and create spin because my arm speed's already there. And I think that's an important content. What the fuck, Cody? <laughs> you also need to, you need to mute yourself when you're building fucking Legos, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a great I'm question like a for you, Paige. How do you generate spin? I am working on that. Like I said, spin is my downside. I'm throwing 65 miles per hour, but my spin is not there at wait, all. Wait, I'm wait. like, I I, I want to know if they're asking how you personally do it or how or how someone do you generate? I think I think that's what they're asking. Like, how do you ge generate more speed? Like, if you were trying to improve your speed, what would you do? So the thing that I'm trying to do is adjust my nose angle to be a little bit more down because I noticed like when I throw, let me go this way. When I throw, I'm reaching my pull. And instead of being flat like I want, what I end up doing is this. And what this does is goes from here. But as you rotate, your nose is coming up. And because of that, I'm throwing nose up. So I'm working on correcting my nose angle being here, which is going to flatten me out. And then with spin, that's where people see like, so this is where mine, I've seen people kind of roll their wrist. If you watch Heinberg, he's probably like a really big, like, where he's almost like over the disc. Let me see. Where's the camera? He's like over the disc. And as he comes, he's breaking the plane and you're breaking it. Right. So a lot of people throw and they release. You want to break that plane. And so those are the two things that I'm kind of working on. It's just fixing my nose angle. I'm not, I'm not doing the drastic roll, even though it generates more spin. It's just an uncomfortable position. So what I'm trying to do is fix my nose angle and really focus on my clean release uh, to generate and allow the disc to spin. Because what I feel like a lot of the times that I do is I'll hit it and I'll prevent it from spinning because I'm strong enough to keep my wrist with integrity. Um, whereas like Dallas, where he's super weak and frail, he doesn't have the integrity and strength in his wrist to keep it. So it just breaks, which generates more spin. So don't be strong. Be noodle arm. <laughs> be noodle arm. Literal, literal noodle arm. Well, if you think about like a slingshot or like there's that one guy that does like slingshot disc golf, he talks about how you're trying to get that whip action because you can have those super strong guys that can just, you know, really rip it. But then you have those like little bean sprout dudes that are just all like fluid. And that's where you're getting that whip and snap. And I and think I, too, like, I think yeah. when people hear whip, they're like, oh, my whole arm needs to be a whip. But a whip is here, like with integrity and then whip. And since that end is going to be that wit or that wrist, there's that guy that's like the opposite of Tai. Tai is here doing throw with your legs. The guy is like, no, it's all all whip, all armies whipping a towel. Um, there's a there's obviously a happy medium between it. I it say, doesn't I need to be both. one extreme or the other. And I'm not saying one or the other. I'm just saying when you're generating that whip, kind of thinking about that. And there's a lot of factors, right? Like I'm explaining what I'm working on to generate spin. Because I'm at like 1050 to 1100 spin right now, which is decent for, like I said, that 420 to 440. 
but the way that I do it isn't allowing for growth. So I need to make adjustments. Um, grip does come into play. I power grip everything except for mid ranges where I have a modified fan grip here. Mm-hmm. So grip does play. I modify my fan grip for mid ranges and putters, which slows down some of the spin, which allows them, but you can still hit the power. That's why I love the Praxis because you can put the power in torque, but you're slowing the spin down. All of a sudden it's a laser to 330. Um, and it's finding how that disc flies. So I slow it down. Uh, I saw Carter Ayrns this weekend over at SeaTac. We played a tournament, and he's talking about because he throws so far, he's fan gripping all of his nine speeds and down. That's what he's doing because he's trying to back off some of the spin. So somebody like Carter generates crazy amount of spin, power, torque, all of it together that he has to modify his fairways because his danger game is 380. Because he can't throw something slow enough for 380, so he fan grips everything. Yeah, that makes sense. That's one thing I've kind of noticed actually recently with my throwing. Um, something kind of like switched in me recently, uh, and I have to be throwing mid ranges for like a lot of shots, um, at least around like the courses around Eugene, you know, like 300 and under, 350. Like mid range usually will get me pretty close to the basket but i find that like my seven speed fairway is just blowing past the baskets and um it's really hard for me to control my my throw well enough to like slow down without causing it to go like super overstable or overthinking it and like going way high in the air nose up i'm the same Um, way like when i try to slow it down like oh let me go through i can kind of hit like 45 and 50 like with that but what I don't want to do is slow everything down so it starts to throw off your timing, right? Like going too slow to generate it or slow it down. Mm-hmm. So I just modify my grip. Um, but we don't have any Garrett Girthy Pathfinders, guys. Um, I know you're you're in here and everyone's looking for them right now, but we also don't have any Garrett Girthy Animus. Animonymous. <laughs> I will say this. Shop owners, if you run a disc golf store, I think one of the best investments you could get would be a tech disc, because if you could say, hey, come to my store um, and we have like you can try it out. If you get people in the door, that's it's 300 bucks. That's like the best, I think, investment you could make at this time, because I would probably travel an extra 25, 30 minutes to go try one of those. I don't want to pay 300 dollars myself. But I would drive a little bit farther to a disc golf store if they were like, yeah, try it out. See what you think about it. Go ahead, Josh. Question. Um, Answer. What the hell is a tech disc? Um, A tech disc is they have come out with them. I think Discraft has partnered with them. You can get like a Force, an Undertaker, and a Buzz. Buzz. And on the very bottom is Uh this little, it looks like a GPS tracker. It can tell you RPM of the disc. Like you, you take it, you throw it at like a net. And it's connected to your phone. You pop up and it'll tell you your RPMs your nose angle of release it will tell you the speed of your throw and i'm sure there's probably more to that page but nose I think angle the- speed uh the release rotation. angle the ro- hmm. like rotation like it gives you like here actually i have it pulled spin up rate. Um, somebody said spin rate Dell says spin rate so that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying like rotations per minute and i think that would be very very beneficial to throw like even if you were just like a newer player and you're like hey i just want to try it out it's like a batting cage at Dick's Sporting Goods where so you it's can like, just stand there and hit. Mm-hmm. So oh, it has cool. speed, spin, wobble, hyzer, nose, and launch. 
Um, and then it can read if you're throwing it backhand flat, forehand, um, those type of things. It can read even tomahawk and everything, right? Like it does a really good job of capturing all of that. And so for me, what I really liked about it is because I have an understanding of my game, you talk to people, talk about it. All it is is theory, right? And so I went in there and all it did is reinforce it. And when I tell people I'm one like a great 10 speed and down thrower, but I suck at like 11 and 12 speeds. Oh, it's because I don't generate spin and my nose angle is terrible. You can make up with that for slower discs with power. You throw a 65 miles per hour with a, a nine speed like CD2. If it's nose up, your power is going to allow it to flip and you're, you can get by with it. And I think that's fine for me. But when you get to that faster speeds, all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, when I was like, I could throw 420 for my CD2 or construct, and then I'm topping out at 440, something's wrong there. What's wrong there? And then you figure it out. And so now all of a sudden my former has intent behind it. And that's from one day of tech disc for like, I was an hour. I was sore. I was hammering, hammering, thinking, theory crafting, doing the puzzle, having conversations with people. Um, I agree with you, Cody. It is the I think one of the great things as a store you should be doing. Make sure you have the the space because all day had a little narrow rack that I ended up hitting my foot on and knocking discs everywhere. Um, but but when you really think about it, it it does not take a big footprint. If they just moved a rack, like you probably need a ten by ten area at the maybe fifteen by fifteen, but put it in the corner of a store that you can hang a net down. Um, cause that, that's where I've seen, like, um, I want to say within the last year, probably the last month is when they started selling it because it was like pre-ordered and it only came on Discraft stuff. So I think like a couple guys like Bonanza got one, Robbie C tried one, but as a teacher, we are always told to get data, back up your teaching with data. And that's what this is. It's not subjective. I can't be like, oh, I think you were pointed your nose down a little bit. This will give you the exact data. Hey, when I release, I'm going nose up. That's what's killing my distance. When mm -hmm. if if I need to work on something, hey, my spin rate's pretty good, but my release is not. So it, it's it's data, and I'm so, I'm a data nerd. I love it. So I want to say it. too, like just to give our sponsor a shout out all day. If you're in the Portland area, all day disc golf does have this. Jesse will happily drag it out for you and work with you on it and talk to you about it. Um, so if you're in the Portland area, stop by all day, um, because of this, right? This is why we're hyping it. I do believe in it. Um, it's caught me off guard, but it's also enforces how I felt. So all of a sudden I have validation, um, uh, and now I know what to work on. And I think that's like the coolest thing about it and point to where the person I, uh, I was with in the store, uh, I ran into him on the course randomly. And as I'm passing him, because he was with a group before I was solo, we started a conversation about it. I'm like, hey, hey, dude, look, I'm working on this. And I do it. And I birdied a hole I've never birdied at Pier Park. And it was like, oh, my God, like, look, it's working. You're able to have those conversations and dialogue. Um, and, and so bring up Dale's comment, like you could charge money. <laughs> the only thing about charging money for that would be I feel like you're taking away from like because I would want to check it out. I don't know if I would pay $5 for five throws. It's not much, but I would rather go to that store, check it out. And then I'm probably going to buy something from that store because you're getting me in the door. And that's what stores want. If you look at, I'm going to have to talk up here. If you ever want, <laughs> if you, if you ever run a business, it's, it's advertising. Think about it. $300 gets you the tech disc under a hundred dollars gets you a net you can throw into. And it's portable. You can get one of those like baseball nets, 
boom, throw it into that. Uh, Dale's just out here trying to get five dollars for five throws, but you can win a prize. He says you can win a prize if you guess, if you guess your what is it, five dollars for five throws, and you had to guess your speed to the exact speed. Uh, if you guess it, you win a prize. I know I'm they, do that that. I, I, they do that I at baseball games, they do that at baseball games. I did my best to Simon. I wasn't as good as Simon, but that, I was with them. They're like 55, and I hit 55. Uh, the odd numbers were the hard one, right? Where it was like, oh, 56, 58. But I was hitting them within a mile per hour, even down to like 45. Also, oh, really? my jump putt, yeah, my jump putt, 35 miles per hour. But, yeah, it's kind of cool. But so, do you make sparks? No. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> Magic. <laughs> My son got a fire circuit, so I'm just sitting here like, oh, what's this? And I know we like, hear no. you. You're annoyed with Wyatt Floor. We're annoyed with your fucking... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm creating fire, which the oh, world sorry. needs. Kilometers per hour. Yeah, exactly. How Kilometers. fast does a moose go on a Zamboni? No, dude. We don't do... Metric? No. Get, get with the program. It's like us in Indonesia that do Imperial. Get with it. The rest of the world? No. We don't want that kilometers that's not even a real unit of measure give me one sec oh you guys talk gosh. josh all right <laughs> i love how like, this bounces out hey guys this... i can't be here uh, i know i'm supposed to be at this podcast peace out all right cody let's hear your hot take let's do are it are we doing my hot take now okay let's do it let's do it i mean it's uh without Paige here to argue with me what's the point i'll uh, argue with you Oh, will you? All right, so hot take with the big eagle signing. I thought it was appropriate talking with the guys. My hot take for the week, sponsored by Soul Crusher, even though Manny won't ever say he'll sponsor me. In my heart, Manny, you have sponsored me because you hate Paige just as much as I do. And that makes me feel good. <laughs> um, but uh, eagle going to MVP was not very good for the company. Here's why. Simon went to MVP. He's the big seller. He makes you all the money. All of the people or a majority of the people that already throw MVP went there because of Simon. Most people that like Simon probably like Eagle. So you're not getting a whole new audience. It's not like you're going out and grabbing someone who's totally different. Eagle and Simon are kind of already together from Discmania. I understand that they were different, but... At the same time, if you are, if you're trying to get a new audience and which is new, new buyers, you're trying to get more people to buy your disc. Most of the people that are probably buying your disc are already buying them from Simon. So yes, I'm sure it's, they're still going to make money, but that that's just the mean thing for me i'm sure there's other points but I'll, josh is like he's like holding it back i seem like i'm, I'm just trying you. not to hit he's you like for this, i love this media but i want to fight you in the face <laughs> go ahead josh let's there's, let's there's have a conversation without page there's some there are some po very big positive things for mvp you know as a company as disc golf grows you want your team to win you want your team to be liked by your fans uh and with eagle and simon as a duo not only do you have an opportunity for great media content if they decide to go that that direction, those two together, everyone loves them together. Um, they put up Ws, they win, and having MVP on that podium often is going to do a lot for them. Uh, so, I mean, I yes, like fans of Simon are also fans of Eagle, and you'll still sell the discs, but you can sell twice as many 
and have a winning team with two of them. So I and, think it benefits everyone. And and I, I mean I'm I, I understand that point too, and that's why it's a hot take because you already see in the chat like people are like, well, you know, that's not a bad idea. Other people are like that's wrong. I don't like Simon, I like Eagle. And I understand that because some people I, I think Simon is one of the most well liked excuse me, people in the sports where at the same time Eagle is a little bit different. I'm not saying he's not likable, but I think personality-wise, Simon is that outgoing person. Think about what was that his like uh, the peep, the crowd pleaser like on his disc. He's running around slapping hands when he won. It was like on an FD3 or something. That's what I think of Simon. Like Simon, you could be like, "Hey, Simon, what's going on?" Again, I don't know Eagle personally. He might be the nicest person in the world. He seems a little more introverted. Um, so I will I say understand- there. This is likable. I didn't hear. Is this the hot take or is this the news? No, the hot uh, take. Okay. I will You're say, like, waxing floors. Simon is definitely a little bit more likable, like, especially when he wins. He does the cloud pleaser. Like, I think about probably most famously when Eagle won, the first thing he said is, you can't beat me in my jersey to his teammate. Um, and though he's a likable kind of weeby guy. Um, weeby? What the heck is weeby? Oh, you just. Dweeby? You know, go to weeby? sleep, Boomer. Go to sleep, Boomer. Um, <laughs> aren't what, you like what, a year younger is, than me? What is this thing called weeps? <laughs> but am I missing um, something, y'all? I think Eagle sometimes, and like I said, like with your hot take, I think there's a, a oh, there's obviously going to be overlap, and there's going to be the outliers. I think the the big nucleus is going to be where the overlap exists with the Simon and Eagle fans. I think there's a reason why Eagle had you know started his vlogs up instantly again, and that's because like people want to see that and the things that he does. Is because of Simon. Without Simon, he wasn't doing the vlogs. Additionally, did you say my whole little bit about uh, like the whole Eagle signing being about Simon? It wasn't even about Eagle. We saved it, it for you because we wanted you to so, come on and argue and yell at us. For no, no, no. Like, reason, I think it's this. I think it's it's poor for Eagle because he's accepting to be in Simon's shadow moving forward. Right now, Simon is the more winning player um, on tour, and even to the point to where the jersey that Simon beat him on, Eagle, who famously said what he said, puts it on. Um, and so it's like, okay, you're you're okay not being on your own and maintaining a platform all yourself. You have to be under somebody's signing who demands so much more attention uh, and gets it because he's so likable. Um, that's fine, but I think it's a bad move for Eagle personally because I, I think he could stand on his own and i think he did on this mania for this last year um but it's unfortunate like i said like the signing of eagle was all about simon uh simon was there surprise surprise we're here um surprise surprise now we have these two videos of me throwing with you and playing discs with you and showing games with you things that we used to do also hey look eagle is holding a pixel which is simon's disc and promoting simon's disc at his signing what bigger cloud um, to cover like the Eagle Sun than the Simon cloud? So I felt like a little deflated that this big signing was all about about Simon. Um, and I think that's kind of going to be the pace moving forward. Um, if that allows Eagle to continue to focus on winning, that's cool because he's going to have the bonus content with Simon that allows him to sell discs. If that's the case and he's successful on the course, I'm here for it, but. That's my and that, like little. And that might be the take where Simon will be. I'm not saying Simon won't be good, 
but Simon will be more of that putting out the vlogs, putting out the stuff, putting out the fun things. And maybe that's what Eagle didn't want to do. So maybe Eagle saw this as a move where I don't have to be that vlog guy. I don't have to be the someone that's like, hey, I got to make content. Maybe Eagle just wants to rehab his shoulder, go out there and kick butt. Maybe. I don't know. But again, like I was just kind of hoping that Eagle went to just some like random company and it was his company where now it's like he joined Simon. Not saying that's bad, that, you know, he probably will win. MVP is going to sell stuff, but it would have just been really cool if he was like, yo, I'm on team Franklin. That's, no, it, you know, it's just a dream. It's a dream. <laughs> well, and it becomes something that gets excited, right? Like he signs with DGA. My my little, like, tinfoil hat, I was excited for, like, the potential of his time with DGA. I know. Of, like, and then, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, MVP. So they promised Conrad two to three molds. Simon has three to five molds. Eagle's going to have three to five molds. So the status of MVP, Axiom, and Streamline is going to be completely different in one to three years. And they're going to have completely new molds. But wait, we've been here. This is Dismania 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago. And that's what MVP is buying into is can we do the Dismania MVP thing? MVP buys Dismania. They already got mm. bought out by House of Discs. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm saying no, 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 no. House them. of Discs buys MVP. Oh my gosh, we're on something. Stop. What is happening? Stop. It's gonna be like MVP mania. <laughs> mm. I will disc, say like disc MVP. It's coming. Ten four hats. Get <laughs> well, them on, y'all. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of use this moment because we're on like the same exact, pretty similar su- subject. So we're gonna just jump over to. The news talk, the buzz. Um, this is brought by brought to you by Rare Discs, greatest online retailer out there. Rare Discs, new discs, pre-orders. Go check them out. Uh, with that said, the, there's a lot of changing in the signings this week, and I want to like bounce off of what you're saying, Cody, because we have what uh, Dismania making that funny little announcement to keep. Uh, was it? Hey guys, look at look at us over here. We have Alden yeah. Harris. Buy but, a but, all, buy no, a but also saying, well. like, 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 yeah, just, just kidding. He's on Sky Team. But like oh, somebody, uncle, somebody uncle. also pointed that out though. They pointed out he, they never said he never said he was leaving this mania. And somebody pointed like, that out when when he first made that that post. And the fact they put him on on the Sky Team, I mean, I I'm so happy for that kid. That's a good spot for him. He's a man. I, I think if you guys listened and you heard all of my 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 thoughts about Antela leaving Dismania, I think those are all still valid for how I feel about the Sky team. He's finally getting recognition. Mm-hmm. When he left, I was like, he needed recognition, and they didn't give it to him. Um, him signing, like, you're right. There's a lot of people pointed out, like, very ambiguous language around him leaving that he wasn't, like, really saying he was leaving. It was just the next step on his journey, and that's a promotion, right? If you go from manager to director, um, that's a promotion, and that's the next step of your journey, which comes with different responsibilities. And so Antela is getting that recognition. I hope he gets a creator series. I hope he comes out with a second-run FD because – I also hope he doesn't quit throwing it because the second-run FD is becoming like the first-run PDs where somebody is throwing old Dismania and making it look mighty fine. Um Eh. But his promotion to Sky Team's huge, and he also throws their actual stuff that they're making now, um, and he has that little balance of it. So, is I think anyone that's... still throwing old Discmania? Like, is Kyle Klein still throwing old Discmania? Probably. P2s, right? He's so. putting with P2s, the old P2s. 
I don't know. I don't know. Kyle Klein, the most boring disc golfer. What does he really throw? <laughs> Wait, no. Who throws the Skywalker? That is um. Hey. That's Casey White. But I'm saying, hey, Kyle Klein, I got you, baby. I got you. You're in the bag. It's cool. Mm. Oh, he Kyle uses, uses logics. Wow, you don't even have your disc mania right as you're bashing like, them. Like I said, Terrible. Kyle Clyde, most excited player on tour. I want to know what he is throwing. So, do they have four people? How many people are on the Sky Team now? Or three: Kyle Clyde, Antela, and Burr. The new Crush but, Boys, but not the um, Alden Harris is what's Alden he, Harris what's was a step down. What is what's below Sky Team? Mm-hmm. Atmosphere Team? No, <laughs> I think it's Tour Team. Is it a tour, tour, team? tour team? Well, that's tour dumb. Team. Why would you have Sky Team and not like keep the naming? As- I mean, that does make sense though. If we're, if we're going off of like uh, statistics and Sky wins, team. Bird deserves to be on the Sky Team. And I mean, Alden Harris is a lot. He's really fun to watch. He's it's kind of the modern take of uh, like you know when Simon was doing his vlogs, having that kind of like. Also, I think Alden Harris is just kind of underrated for some of the success that he's had on the course. Yeah. But. Um, you have him that's kind of championing this new young wave, like Isaac Robinson. The fact that Alden Harris' crew is all over at Dismania now, I'm curious if Isaac Robinson hops to Dismania next year, for one, um, him and his brother, because they're part of that crew. But you have a lot of that new wave of them together and sharing that limelight, which I kind of think is cool. Um, all, all glory be to he who shares. What? <laughs> what did you just say? What? Josh, what is happening? <laughs> Oh, is that your floor guy? What is happening back here? They're using chemicals. Floor guys is now they're tickling them. Like, no, like, I think I think the floor guy's got like bleach, and he's just like we got. Oh. We got ten minutes, and that ten minutes I do want to dedicate it to two people. And this is where there's a lot of excitement with free agency, but there's also a lot of disappointment with free agency. Um, we have one person, Macy Val Diaz, who got released. I think they got signed, right? by somebody now but there was that time where they got dropped because they're wanting to explore having a child um which takes a whole step back right there's literal movements in the workforce to allow uh, maternity Movement. leave to happen um which is disappointment but then also we have rathbun right now who is unsigned who was before his injury top 15 level pro got injured and is rehabbing and now finds himself without a sponsor which don't get me wrong it excites me because he has an open bag but here's somebody at this caliber who's trying to battle back from injury and doesn't have that sponsor, potentially isn't touring. And the reason I'm coupling these people together is because when you look at the modern workforce, we have disability. We have workmen's like comp. We have you injured yourself doing something on this job. We'll still support you and you won't be out. And also we have paternity and maternity leave for people to pursue families and raise a a family but here we are people like chasing like disc golf as viable career options and you know passions and you know of course like if eagle goes and has a kid he has a million dollar contract that's going to allow him to set him up but there's people that are on this mid-level tier to upper level tier that need to like tour um and have some of the reliability of sponsorships like like philo's not doing a tour but innova still gives him molds um he's doing master's tour he, he shows up every once in a while but He's not doing a full tour, but he still gets a mold that's going to sell and support him. And Why I don't do you think hate that's Philo. I'm, I'm saying that's good. I'm saying that's what we need to be supporting. When somebody's going for maternity leave, don't kick him off the team. 
still give them a few molds, even though they're not on tour, so they can still have some of that reliable funding. Um, same thing with like Rathbun. You're injured, support him, build him back up. Don't just abandon him. Um, and to me, these are really bad looks on disc golf manufacturers and companies as a whole that ultimately need to be better and do better. Like I said, I can't, I, maybe like infinite off the top of my head, but I know Macy got signed. So that helps out a little bit towards some of that with redeeming, but you're banking on somebody else like to pick up that slack where you as a manufacturer should be doing better. And I think it's a bad look on our, our tire sport. Woo. Pretty. Mm. <laughs> that was very well said. I mean, it's just going to hopefully, hopefully just start to continue to get better and things will improve as the sport grows and grows and grows. Um, but there's definitely a lot of things happening currently that's just really sad to watch in the sport, especially for the professionals. You know, when you see people on online trying to make money to stay on tour and it's just, it sucks. It sucks. To see. It is weird when I see like players that have their own name on a disc or like selling their stuff. Like, Hey, I need to fund my tour this year. Why, why is your company not paying for you? to go on tour or at least play for your pay for your events. Like they're like selling their personal stock. Like I need tour funds. This is your livelihood. If they, if they can pay one person $10 million, why can they not pay $70,000, $100,000 for you to go on tour? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like Innova, Discmania, Discraft, all of these big companies should have an allotment that's like think about you're getting paid are you not paying these people are you only paying them in their disc sales i understand there's different tiers but i'm a teacher i get crap pay i still can support a family where it's not fair that these people especially when i look at baseball where you have one guy making 70 million in one year what do you do with that Dale, you're not getting funded, buddy. I'm sorry. No funding for you. You're in Canada. I don't, what do you even use up there? Rupees? Do you give people dirt coins? I don't know what Canada uses. It's probably plastic just, money. It's Monopoly money. You're coming out choosing violence, bro. Uh, it's I'm loonies sorry. And toonies. <laughs> loonies and toonies. That is, am I watching Bugs Bunny? What is happening here? Loonies and toonies. But just why can companies, the whole Macy thing, why can you not do the right thing here? What's it going to cost you? An extra $20,000? You probably lost that in funding or from people like bad PR. That's, I don't get it. Like, that's well, it's also the, the thing too. Like, if because they do help support people touring. So let's imagine like Macy, $50,000 they're getting for a contract and disc sales. That's going to their touring. You take that same $50,000. And instead of supporting the tour, you support them as a human and having a child. And then they're still kind of taken care of for the year with this sales. So what are they doing? Like, I think Kona, right? During the whole surgery, during the whole thing, we're still promoting their sponsor. We're still trying to sell discs. They're more inclined to keep find different unique ways to sell discs. You support something like with Macy. It's not like they're going to be like, thanks for the check. They're going to give back an effort. They're going to be able to get in a different way to create a space to promote. Um, and as we move forward, especially with MPO and FPO, when you get on the road for 20 to four, like 30 weeks of the year, things are going to happen. You want to know that if you happen to have a child, 
uh, from bumping uglies on that road that you're at least supported by your manufacturers. Uh, you know what would have been good here? You could have had a baby company step in and sponsor. Like, have, you know, uh, man, my brain is just working tonight. Iron Skillet. I'm talking, you could have Gerber be like, <laughs> hey, we're going to sponsor Macy for this tour. You know, put a Gerber logo on your disc and throw it. <laughs> the mama Macy. Mm. Also, though, feed the nation, Gerber. This is where tinfoil hat gets put on. So, what if Eagles Wings has a little bit more control of the PDGA than we think? And they're trying to limit premarital sex, and so they're trying not to support and get. They're, they're married. Pressures. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying them, but they're putting pressure on these manufacturers to not support people having. Like babies. So what you're gonna do if you're a, a child living in sin, you're gonna make sure you don't don't have sex because abstinence is the best sex, and you're not gonna get somebody randomly pregnant. That's all. Man, I'm you are digging deep. This That's is a real deep. deep. Dig. Like I don't think I can get on board with this, y'all, because this is like uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of dust. Let those eagle wings yeah. fly. Well, yeah. Not, I think whatever they're fumes. stripping your floor with down mm-hmm. there is damaging your brain. At this moment, because you're like, yo, I think they're, oh my God. Oh, See, look, he collapsed. <laughs> as Paige goes on, oh, dude, Toys for Us, RIP, man, RIP. Mm. But yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm just throwing it out there. Who knows? Hey, Josh, make sure you cut that out of like post. Like when you no. put that online, just like, because Eagle Wigs are going to come for us. Eagle Wigs are going to get, I, I got you, Cody. Exactly. We're gonna get you see like a knock on my door and then just the screen goes black. Oh my gosh. You got, got Joel Cody. Freeman. Bop 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 bop. Is Joel Freeman Can, on you got time to talk about your Lord and Savior? I don't think so. Just <laughs> a bad one in. A chariot comes through the back window and takes me down. Why is there a Joel Freeman chariot on the back of his head? Mm. That was the wait, deepest wait, dive I've heard. Thriving in Canada? I would stop what? the Toys R Us is open in Canada. This is where I. This, I might see, go to this Canada is a made-up land. You, this is made up. You guys are living in a dream. Okay, we used to have Toys R Us. Wrong. Wrong. No, Toys R Us filed bankruptcy in America, but Canada. What? What word did you just say? Did you say bankruptcy or did you say bank lepsy? <laughs> I don't even know how what to respond are, to you two right what now. What are they? What are they using on the floor downstairs tonight, man? There are some fumes taking over your body. So with that, guys, thank you. To Jabbers in the Rough, we are, of course, reaching the top of the hour. Every city has a Toys R Us. That's that's made up. You're all lying to us now. Yeah, but you guys got like, how many many territories you guys got? You guys got like six freaking uh, territories. You got six cities? I think they're confusing uh, like uh, uh, Hortons with Toys R Us. They're not the same. They are not the same, y'all. There was a post on TSA. The Nebula Ethereal Mantras are here. Nebula Ethereal is actually my favorite plastic of all of TSA. Hands down the best. Um, They they didn't put a release date on it, but there's a small batch of 300, so they're going to sell out quick. That's a cool stamp, though. Is it it anyone's tour series or no? No. No. Mm. Is it going to be flippy? Always. Always. It's a mantra. Always. Just want to roll. All right, uh, Paige, close us out. 
yeah, so no, with that, guys, thank quick. you for tuning in to this week's Jammers in the Rough. I do think it was a fun episode. Thank you guys all for chatting. Uh, that just definitely keeps it going and flowing. And we're trying our best to do segments, but we're also trying our best to make you all feel included in the chat. So I do appreciate you all for writing in. I do want to thank our sponsors. If you're worried about them, hit rewind and go listen to us. Shout them out. As always, like, subscribe, follow our Facebook page, our YouTube. We'll see you next week. Keep jamming it in the rough.